Hi, this is Regeline Sabat, also known as Gigi. You're listening to Walk With Me Podcast. My guest today is Tammy Katora. Tammy Katora is a peace expert, transformation specialist, international best-selling author, and a domestic violence survivor and advocate. Welcome to the show, Tammy. Thank you so much, Regeline. It is a huge pleasure to be here with you. You're it's welcome. such an honor. Thank you for the invitation. You're welcome, and it's an honor to have you here today. Now, why don't you start off by telling us about you and where you are from? Well, I'm Canadian. I grew up in the prairies in uh, in Canada, and now I live in Switzerland. So, absolutely amazing. Now, tell us <laughs> what inspired you to become a peace expert. Well, you know what? Peace has always been something really valuable to me. And uh, my dad noticed in me as a child and it felt really natural. It was like, do I become a doctor or do I study peace? I was like, oh, I'll study peace. <laughs> I love those unseen dynamics between humans that make or break the difference. And then, you know, I did my master's and I was really wanting to get in with the UN with the blue helmets. And it so happened that um, my boyfriend at the time had this really great idea to run a restaurant together. So I went with him to Switzerland. He's from Switzerland. And um, I did that. And weirdly, I got caught in a crossfire in Switzerland in our home and in our business. And ironically, wanting to experience what I did a violence and the power to transform it. I didn't find it with the UN. I found it right in my family situation. And um, things are really rough. Things are really rough. And uh, I had my vision set that I wasn't gonna spend the rest of my life dealing with, with everything that had happened to me. And so, I experienced how the violence gets trapped in the body. And I learned how to transform that from the inside out really gently. And I used the work of Byron Katie for that. And it did it. It really did it. And now I, I feel confident naming myself a peace expert because I figured out that riddle of how to get peace on demand and with reliability. Amen. Now you mentioned the domestic violence matter that you had went through. Can you explain to the audience some of the red flags and the signs to look out for in regards to that matter? Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, <laughs> there's a lot, but unfortunately we only get them afterwards. <laughs> I think that's why they're called red flags. It's like we missed them when we went through them the first time. So. I just published an article about this and I really like to share the take of like, not what people can see in us since especially it's COVID and a lot of us are in isolation or lockdown, different variations around the world. And it's like, let's look to ourselves. If you notice any form of increase of self-doubt, if you notice any form of increase of self-disrespect and let's take a moment longer to look at that like when we see someone being respectful like a child sharing their toys a child seeing someone getting hurt and like running to comfort them bringing them their favorite stuffy or their favorite blanket 
Like that is respectful behavior. And when you notice anything going on inside you that distracts you or belittles you wanting to care for yourself in those really gentle and intimate ways, that's a red flag to pay attention to. That is, you know, in these situations that are abusive, it becomes like, I notice a tendency that I was intimidated myself. I was intimidated to care for myself because my needs were mimicked. They were laughed at, they were belittled and they were used against me. And so one of the strategies that my mind developed was how to prevent that from happening. That's why these elements of self disrespect that develop are just so significant. Another red flag would be any form, of course, now we're in a lot of COVID stuff, but any form of feeling shame or guilt associated with spending time on your own or with people who are meaningful in your life. Um, a situation I was like, it, I didn't, wasn't able to go to my grandfather's funeral. Of course, we can say, you know, there was flights involved. I wasn't able to go to my brother's wedding. You know, those are significant, meaningful milestones in my family's unit and my personal life. And noticing how missing those just added on to that shame of like disconnect to my family. And it can be really subtle things. It doesn't have to be that big. It can be like criticism towards people that you really appreciate or jokes, sarcasm, just things that you can even laugh at that don't feel integral to who you are, who you normally wouldn't laugh at. Other red flags would be trusting someone with something that's really important to you when it doesn't quite feel right. I know like money is a really important issue in these relationships. And uh, it's like we started a business together and it was like, at first, you know, I'm not going to get paid. None of it, both of us weren't paid. And it was like really not sure how things were going to turn out. So like out of logic, it was like, hey, we're not going to pay ourselves yet. Wait and wait. And there was a point where I got really upset with that because I noticed, hey, like I'm dealing with a friend. I'm putting the money in the bank. I know that we have enough that we can start paying ourselves. And it's like, interestingly, the accusations were flying so at so many different levels that I was so terrified, even though I was earning this money too, to just take out my chunk of money on a regular, here we're paid on salary, so a monthly basis, just because I knew that I earned it. Even though I knew that I earned it, I was terrified to just say like, hey, this part is mine, this part is mine. And so any forms of fear to act in ways that are integral to who you are and your needs as a human, um, those are red flags and they take place so subtly, you know, like we love the person we tell ourselves, we understand love that way in that time. And it's just so easy to talk myself out of what I knew, what I felt was right for the sake of the situation. Very powerful. Now, was there an aha moment for you to leave that relationship, that abusive relationship? There was, there was, um, I name at the time that I was hit by lightning um, and I wasn't literally hit and uh, in my mind it literally went bright and it clicked and the situation was we were in the restaurant and we were serving um, our guests and um, 
I have been gone. Of course, there's a really long history, and this is just like a nanosecond of time, what I'm sharing here. And um, there was a situation that developed between us, and then he shouted out the restaurant, you're only extra help anyways. You're only extra help anyways. And coming from this family that uh, gastronomy is just like such a big deal, the hotel and restaurant industry, and considering all the work that I had done to build up to where I was, all the education, all the practical experience that I had across different continents, it was just like, for me, it was the, the lightning hit me at that time. That's when my brain went bright. And I was like, oh my goodness, I have to leave. I have to leave. And it was, it was really clear. The instruction was, Tammy, if you want to see the sunlight tomorrow morning, take your daughter and go. And uh, I did, I really did. And it's that exciting story of, you know, take my daughter out of her bed at night, shut off the baby phone before I do that. Tell the pizza cook that I'm, that I'm going to the bathroom. You know, I went down to, cause we lived above the restaurant, went down once um, to take some of our personal possessions to the car. And then I went through the restaurant again, poured wine, said, you know, was able to serve the guests one last time, went out, took my daughter and went through the bathroom windows and, and left. And uh, life doesn't really get better at first. <laughs> and, uh, and leaving was, uh, was what I did. Very inspiring. Thank you for sharing your story with us. Now, tell us more about your number one international best-selling books. Oh my goodness, they're so exciting. So one is Change Makers, and it came out last December. And Wait, let me zoom in. Zoom in. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> right there. Beautiful, beautiful lady's face profile. And this is just so cool because it looks at like from the depths of the trenches when it's like, how is life going to continue? Where is it going? I have that vision. I don't know how I'm going to get there. All I know is that I'm caught in like so much trauma and so much complex post-traumatic stress disorder. It's like, how, how, how? And so this shares the troubles. It shares how we had the 24 professionals in our lives supporting us to make things better and how that constantly escalated our situation. And it shares the state that I was in and it shares like how I put those practical pieces in place to catch myself every single time when I was falling and how that literally transformed my situation step by step. And it goes into like how we were desperate for leadership in this situation and how as the brain fog left, as the trauma left my body, as the flashbacks left my mind, it was like, I became that leader and it is just so humbling to see where we are now where it's just my daughter and I <laughs> just me and my clients and no more drama and she has her dad and visitations are working and it's just like oh my goodness you know that their peace is possible peace is possible and then the other one is yes I can and there's this one and this one is just so cool because it goes into that like, okay, like I'm healthy, I need to earn money, I'm not being hired in this country, so now what? So it was like me starting a business and with when I got into the business area, 
flashbacks were coming back again. Complex post-traumatic stress disorder were showing up again. And it was like, oh my goodness, where are you coming from? I've already dealt with you. And then it was like realizing that next, everything that I experienced again in the restaurant with my husband at that time, were like, I think we named them blocks or limitations or they were just, they were in my body all over again. And it was receiving them again. And this time it's like the cherry on the top of the ice cream. It's like, oh my goodness. It's like, shame's not done until it's done. You know, like we're not open to receive until we're open to receive. And that starts with like those worst horror stories that live inside our mind. And it's just, yeah, really exciting. Really exciting. Very powerful. Now, what is your why that keeps you going, Tammy? Uh, I think it's love. I think it's peace. And it's also fear. Like, I, I appreciate fear now, not as a like, oh, my goodness, I can't move forward, but like, oh, my goodness, what are you going to teach me next? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, opening that up, there's just, um, it's just, there's nothing not to do. Like, there's no place not to go. There's no, there's nothing to accomplish. It's just like that, that rooted in stillness of like, oh, my goodness. Hi, Lori joined us. Hello. <laughs> now tell me what tell us more about the projects that you're currently working on. Oh. Cool. Um one I'm working on is a project. It's a course for single mothers in Switzerland. And this is at the local level and that's really awesome. Uh 84% of single moms or dads in this canton, which is like our state, live in poverty. So that's huge. That's huge. And there's a lot of shame that's going on with that one. So I'm working with the local Catholic church and we are uh, providing a program where we can support those women to deal with their stress, to support themselves in new ways to, um, you know, it's like, Oh, there's something that wants to come up. It's like, it's not teaching. And it's like, if we have a lot of stress, if we're dealing with a lot of lack, then, and I've been there a long time, so I know, um, at least from my experience, it's like, there needs to be a way for us to support ourselves where we actually want to be and what we actually want to experience in life. So that's a local project that's supporting women and fathers to do exactly that. And then one, I'm leading an international multi-author book project, and I love it. It's on this topic of financial abuse again, and it is titled, I Am, Releasing the Shame of Narcissistic Abuse and Transforming Financial Poverty to Wealth Beyond Numbers. And this is the story of 20 professionals that are sharing their personal favorite modality that they use and that they support their clients with to get those shifts in their life. And it's just, it's been an it's been awing to meet all of these authors, to meet all of these other people serving the same niche as I do. It's been completely inspiring. And then of course I'm working on my solo book, and um, that one, that one's in the works. I'm hoping for June for International Narcissistic Abuse Day that it can come out. 
and yeah, my daughter, I have a daughter, so enjoying life with her and yeah, my clients, clients and supporting that program, supporting them to get their phenomenal results, whatever they are for their life. I love it. Now, was there another time in your life where you experienced an aha moment? You mentioned the first one was leaving that relationship, but was there another aha moment in your life? Oh, with lightning, struck by lightning, no. But there were a couple aha moments that took place before I left. One was the realization that I have been successful. And I'm not saying this in like an egoistic way, but like just the realization I have been successful everywhere in life until I came into this situation. And I just found it to be really weird that no matter what I did, I received accusations and criticisms and blames and things were just messed up and like confusion from not just my partner, but from the, the family entity. And, uh, and that really, I noticed at one point that's like, whatever is going on, is really weird because I actually have a really successful track record. <laughs> so, why, why am I dealing with this? And then another, after that, months after that, I realized like, you know, whatever I'm doing, this is part of my life. So it's personally affecting me. So it's not something out there. So somehow I am like co-creating or am creating the situation as well. And it was, that was a real aha moment. Cause I was like, I already decided I was done with the situation. I already experienced the 24 professionals plus. I already had moved out. Things were still escalating. And I was like, I'm somehow contributing to this. I have no idea how. Very powerful. Now, you mentioned the narcissistic character trait. I want to discuss that for a few minutes here. Let's go back for a minute because that's very important. How important is it to continue to raise awareness about those character traits? I know I mentioned it in my book, the entire wheel about the character trait of a narcissist to look out for because I don't feel that it's taught enough in society because if that was the case, it doesn't matter, again, what title you have. If you're a doctor, an attorney, it doesn't matter or a dentist, whatever it, you are. It doesn't matter, it can happen to anyone. So we need to be raising awareness. Can you explain to the audience how important it is to do so? To raise awareness or what the characteristics are? Yes, in regards to the narcissist character trait. Yeah, I like to boil it down to two. One being a complete lack of empathy and the second one being a, a huge sense of entitlement coming from the other side and um, the lack of empathy is showed up in the provocative statements, in the, the confusion and the chaos in the conversations that don't actually contain information and contain a lot of confusion and chaos. Um, and the entitlement is like that constant sense of like, oh my goodness oh my goodness, like, where does this come from? Like, how do they even think of that? And the two of them combined, I named them like that shock that we experience in our body, that shock in our mind, that somehow, like, we can't explain what they're doing. And yet our mind becomes in a way, quote unquote, like obsessed to understand it. Becomes, and speaking from my own experience of like, 
needing to prevent it from happening again. And it's that I experienced as a two of that complete lack of empathy and that overdose, complete overdose, exuberance of entitlement that causes the other person relationship to constantly be experiencing forms of shock. And um, that need to understand the other person's behavior. Um, you know, it can, it's really powerful to understand their behavior. And I noticed that that need to understand their behavior wasn't actually healing for me. That the healing came in when I was like, okay, that's not even mine. Like that's theirs. And I need to understand what I need to heal. Uh, yeah. That's right. Hurt people, hurt people. Absolutely correct. I love it. Now, what is your best advice to the audience for walking with purpose and living a life of happiness? Oh, um, dare to meet yourself. Dare to lean in to your honesty. Um, give yourself a yes. Yes to yourself. That's the name of my program. And it's just like, when we've gone through this violence, it's scary. We feel like, you know, the shame actually doesn't even allow us to be honest, which is totally fine. It's not an accusation. It's just like the state of where we are in protecting ourselves and our survival strategies. <laughs> Give yourself a yes. <laughs> That's right. I yes. love that red too. Give yourself a yes. <laughs> and it's like once we begin to unwrap that knot, it's like it becomes intuitive and sincere and we can trust like not just ourselves, but also the person receiving our yes or also our no to them. And it's like, you know, the stars begin to align that it's, you know, our kids trust us. They, we free up our, our parenting changes and they get to like take on their yes themselves. And it's, um, I'm not talking about an egoistic thing. I'm talking about like a really beautiful connected thing. That's like, yeah. Absolutely incredible. Tammy, thank you so much for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast. Now, where can the audience find you? Oh my goodness. Well, they can find me on Facebook. They can find me on my website, Katura Consulting. They can find me um, on LinkedIn. They can find me on Instagram, on Twitter. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure to check out Tammy at KatoraConsulting.com. And Tammy, again, thank you so much for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast. You have a blessed day. Yeah, Brigaline, thank you so much. I love your visionary drive. I love your leadership. And let's just like, you're, you're moving with so much gas, like, you know, a car just filled. It's like, it's just going down the highway. It's just enjoying the birds and the sounds. And it's just awesome. And I just want to thank you for putting all this energy and all this vivaciousness into this pertinent topic that affects all of us somewhere in our life. You're welcome. I am receiving that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a blessed